0: Hello gamers. This is the gaming reassemble podcast. I am your boy Sightsee and I'm here with my co host Super Saiyan Ginger and as always we are back. Uh, I say we are back but this is our very first episode of the gaming reassemble podcast full of gaming news and fun times for all. And we are without go for it go for it go for it.
1: And we're absolutely excited to fill you in on all of the news from this past week in the gaming world. And Mm -hmm. so, to start us off, sightsee, what you got for us? We're going to lead
0: us off with the Halo Infinite director, Mr. Chris Lee, decided to walk away from the project. Now, the reason this is a big deal is because it's the second director to step down in the last two years, which is not a good sign for Halo fans. I'm sorry, but you haven't had a good game in a while, and this one isn't looking like it's going to change anything, so I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) So I apologize.
1: (laughs) And on the topic of people leaving studios the starcraft 2 team actually recently left blizzard and started their own game design company called frost giant and they are specifically targeting the real-time strategy market and just for you starcraft fans out there i'm sorry blizzard has halted everything on starcraft 2 so there will be no more updates or content coming to that game so Just like you, Halo fans, StarCraft, I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) It's for you. But in in better news, LEGO has partnered with Unity to create their own kind of like game building game to put it in layman's terms. And I think that's super cool, not because I'm like a huge LEGO fan or anything like that, but because I just think it means really good for everyone that's looking into into gaming but doesn't really know what they're doing, especially like the younger generation. So I feel like this could be really big in the near future.
1: Now, if only we could continue on the trend of positive news, but Oculus (laughs) fans, boy, do not delete your Facebook account. If you have an (laughs) Oculus Rift and you delete your Facebook account, you will actually lose access to all of your games. So if you're somebody who's looking to get into an Oculus, because I know the Oculus 2 is releasing here soon, and it has actually quite a few pre-orders on it, and you don't use Facebook, create a burner Facebook account, set it on private, And use that because if you ever decide to delete it you will lose your oculus games as of right now
0: that is so sad but in a bright spot about uh, facebook they decided their own cloud gaming service which is in like the very early stages they're only really working with like small free-to-play games at the moment but it's another cool thing that gives people the option to be able to play these small games across all their platforms whether they can afford like a console or not so Super good on Facebook's part. Sucks that you can't have a Facebook account and Oculus at the same time.
1: And unfortunately. I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> interested to see where Facebook takes that cloud gaming because I know they're starting off with mobile games right now, but if they hit that right and learn how to run those fluently, I think transitioning into bigger games in their future would make it a lot smoother. But mm-hmm. on the note of cloud gaming, Amazon has actually launched their cloud gaming system called Luna in Beta right now. And truth be told, I don't know a whole lot about it. I'm expecting it to try and compete with Stadia, but as well as Stadia is going right now, I don't, I don't think Amazon's going to currently hit that mark.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's going to be able to hit the mark. Stadia has dropped the bar to all those standards for everyone. Uh, I mean, so the only time only... will tell there. <laughs> In fact As so long as it only goes uphill from here, that's all we can really ask for. So and after that, we're gonna roll into something that's more gaming related directly in in like the actual like games world. Destiny Two released the first well, the official trailer for the Beyond Light expansion pack.
1: How lit does it's, it look?
0: It looks very good actually um it shows all of our favorite guys especially miss eris who has actually shown using her powers and fighting alongside the guardians for the very first time in destiny history so it's been two games about cool, time to <laughs> right it took it two, only two games It's only like five years but <laughs> two, it's not too crazy but it looks really good the expansion pack so far it only brings positive things besides that one thing that they're doing called sunsetting which is getting rid of old content for basically no apparent reason they they said we ran out of space we're going to make guys do some stuff is exactly what they said and so other than that i think the expansion pack is going to be good for the destiny community so only time will tell in that regard
1: yeah absolutely there but on games where content is not in abundance or being removed spider-man miles morales has actually released their pre-order skins that you can get and one of them is the spider-verse suit And one thing unique about it is they've actually lowered the frame rate on the character when he's using the suit to 18 frames per second. So he actually swings exactly like he does in the Spider-Verse movie. So that's definitely a pretty cool feature. I personally am not a fan of it. Like, you can watch the gameplay trailer for it. I just, it looks too laggy for me, but obviously he's running at 18 frames per second. So I personally won't be using it, but it is cool to see. Yes.
0: And it's always nice to see the Spider-Verse represented in any way, shape, or form. I can always get behind
1: that. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Moving on to another new game that's not quite out yet, but decided to drop a little bomb on us. The the Nintendo Switch game Hyrule Warriors released a demo of their game, and it was way bigger than anyone expected. Normally, most demos give you like 30 minutes of gameplay, two hours of gameplay, nothing like that. But with this one, we're easily looking at seven to eight hours of this content across the three characters which is massive for a demo so if you have a nintendo switch i would highly recommend looking at hyrule warriors it looks to be a very entertaining game if you played any dynasty warrior games in the past i think this could be a good hit for you
1: and if you're looking for another game with a lot of good reviews watchdogs legion i believe it's called has just That's released as of thursday of this week So if you're looking to put a lot of hours into that game, I would definitely recommend it. Like I said, the reviews for it are very good so far. And so I definitely plan on checking it out. I haven't played it yet, but I'm definitely excited to.
0: Yes, sir. And if you are in the United Kingdom and you want to look into any of these games, or you have any of these games and you have a small group of friends that you like to play games with, I assume most people do. The Odeon Theaters is actually renting out screens for you to take your group of friends and your console and play games on their massive big beta screens that surround sound and you are able to get the whole experience. So if you're in the UK and you got some homies laying around really pitched in for a little bit, you actually have a really great time with some of your friends.
1: Truth be told, if that like advertisement's still going on when Miles Morales comes out, that would be the perfect game to go play in a movie theater, to be honest. Yes, because
0: that would be, if you get the whole, you get completely immersed in the New York experience, mm-hmm. that would be fantastic. And with the
1: cinematics yeah. that game has, like, I just, I think that would be a perfect movie theater fit.
0: That, I like that idea. <laughs> moving into our last gaming topic. I feel like this one is more your ballpark, so I will let you take this one away.
1: So, on the rumor mill, we have a projected, quote unquote, Forced Unleashed 3 game in development. Now, granted, this is rumored. It is not confirmed. And mm-hmm. truth be told, I love the Forced Unleashed games, but I don't expect this to actually be a Forced Unleashed 3. On With the su- recent success of Fallen Order, I just don't see them jumping back to a different franchise at the moment. Now, it could be a Forced Unleashed-inspired game, but I just don't see it being tied to that series, especially with the double endings that the Force Unleashed 2 introduced. They both endings, regardless of which one you chose, tied up the franchise. So I just don't see them bringing back Starkiller as a third clone, much less do I want to see that, to be 100% honest. But regardless, so Star Wars fans definitely be on the lookouts because there is something cooking along the lines of a Fallen Order Force Unleashed game. And... As a Star Wars fan, I'm definitely excited.
0: And I'm actually kind of excited for it also because there's a chance it could be a Fallen Order 2 in the works or something like that. And I'm not a fan of Star Wars, but I love me some Fallen Order. So, you know, fingers crossed, it'll be a couple years before we even see it, at least a year before we hear anything in detail about it. So, fingers crossed, anyway, it's going to be a good time for Star Wars fans. And in terms and another thing about a new uh this one's like not as nice not as like high quality not as hopeful cd project red <laughs> they delayed their game again um now granted the week, delay is only three weeks long but it's the fourth delay now like at some point you got
1: to release the game
0: yes yes and they delayed it again after specifically saying they wouldn't delay it again <laughs>
1: So just to give y'all a little perspective, if I know a lot of y'all don't use social media a whole lot. So after they certified that their game went gold, about a few days later, they made another post saying, are y'all like hyped for Cyberpunk coming out in November? And a dude actually commented on their post saying, I want to book this day off. Can y'all confirm there are no more delays with this game? Cyberpunk replied to him and said, can confirm. That was on Tuesday of this week. On Wednesday, when the delay went out, they actually went back to their reply to this dude and said, oh shit, sorry. <laughs> it's...
0: Accident, Yeah, Hi, man, you took some time off for no reason. Mm-hmm. We goofed, we goofed, we goofed.
1: Yeah, so definitely the fan base for CD Projekt right? not even Cyberpunk, CD at this point is very upset with this. But truth be told, the people that got it the worst are the actual game developers who found out via the tweet notification that went out. Now, granted, they did also receive an email, but the email went out the same time as a tweet. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to look at the tweet notification that I get for my company before I look at the email. Mm -hmm.
0: Especially when I'm sitting at my house and it's like 10 a.m. in the morning or something Mm -hmm. like that. You know, I'm big chilling right now. (laughs) So um shout out to cd project red you know i have minimal expectations of the game anyway so i don't think if anything bad would come out of it at this point at this exact moment i have as low expectations as possible so i feel like the delaying it is like whatever to me
1: yeah i mean considering the only news we've gotten on the game is either a delays or features they're removing from the game i personally don't have a lot of hope like i think this game is hitting the solid mediocre standard and mm-hmm. that's going to be it
0: yep. it's going to be a game that people are going to enjoy for two days maybe three days they're not gonna, not going to be game of the year by any means maybe because on hype but in terms of quality i'm not expecting anything from this game
1: yeah i think whatever the actual cyberpunk lacks is going to be made up for when cyberpunk online comes out in 2022
0: yeah which is a long that's that's a distance bro that's a (laughs) distance like there's so much that could happen in those two years once the game flops out the gate there isn't anyone to play the game in two years you know that's very true so cyberpunk it exists hopefully it'll be good hopefully it'll be open-ended enough to where you can play the game for two years straight i don't see myself playing a single-player game for that long
1: there's personally i just don't see it i don't see it
0: I don't see a way that to stretch a single player game off for that long
1: the longest so. single player game i've just personally played is god of war and i hit a three maybe four week span on that game beat it twice and i was like i'm good i'm out like because after yeah. a certain point there's only so far you can take a single player game
0: mm-hmm. like i can only play the game so many times like i can only new game plus it so many times i can only speed run it so many times so
1: On the topic of speedrunning, our favorite game to speedrun has actually just received a new update, and that's Pokemon. At first I was like, where are you going? What game do I ever (laughs) speedrun? We speedrun Pokemon all the time.
0: uh, All the time. If you have a PC and
1: you're not speedrunning or emulating Pokemon, I'd recommend it. It's a great time.
0: Yeah. Get get you get your favorite person you know get your small group of friends and do a group nuzlocke you will not have any more fun Ooh. i promise you if you do a group <laughs> nuzlocke you will have a blast every single time <laughs> every single time so but pokemon sword and shield got their new expansion the brown tundra and unlike the Isle of armor it is actually really good and people are really excited for it. It brings almost 120 new Pokemon, as well as a massive area to explore with its own wild area. So it is very good. And the thing that I am most excited about personally is the fact that with all the new Pokemon I've been brought back into the game, the tiers have shifted a little bit and the competitive Pokemon is actually back to being really fun. So if you have, you've been out of, out of the loop for a while, just thinking about going into it, now's a good time to start. There's a lot of really fun Pokemon to build
1: teams around,
0: and a lot of good stuff happening within the Pokemon community in general.
1: And listen, with the Crown Tundra came the release of Slowpoke, and to all of our Pokemon fans out there, if y'all don't evolve your Slowpoke into a Slowking, just just You're stop the podcast. Just stop the podcast. Nobody wants the Slowbro. Nobody wants the Slowbro. Slowking aesthetically and just stat wise is a better pokemon get the flow king. that's just that's that's our advice to you
0: unless you have unless the option is mega Slowbro, but then, then you can't see statistically i don't, mega think, I don't think megas is are in a the tank. game
1: though
0: <laughs> yeah they're not a thing anymore yeah. <laughs> they're not a thing anymore but you know what i'm saying it's, it's exclusion to the rule mega Slowbro is an absolute tank
1: <laughs> who knows maybe they transferred over <laughs> mega Slowbro's bro stacks to a dynamax Slowbro. who knows
0: Maybe it's the same thing, but either way, I think the tank, and I don't want to see one another those on the side, because it's going to be annoying. It's not going to actually hurt me in any way, shape, or form, but it's going to be annoying to get through. <laughs> that boy is thick. <laughs> but in other Pokemon capturing, creature capturing, exploring the world news, Tim Tim also got an update recently, and this update is really special because it is all community driven. Every single thing that they implemented into the game is something that the community asked them specifically for and the very first thing on the, on the list of updates that they included was a fishing rod. <laughs> and along with this fishing rod came a new Tim Tim, of course. It is kind of along the lines of Eevee where it can be any type of the game, but it's really good for Tim then to constantly see them adding new mechanics and new things in the game that weren't there before.
1: And don't forget, with that Temtem update, you can actually now re-battle, I'm going to call them gym leaders, because I don't really know what they're called. They, gym leaders. Oh, yeah. I was going to say they battle out of tiki's, but tiki <laughs> tiki leader doesn't roll off the
0: tongue. It's <laughs> not tiki leader. Uh, but yes, and along with that, there's also new ways to catch lumas and a whole new wishing well mechanic that provides you with random items, sometimes good, sometimes bad. But it's just like another interesting thing, it's interesting thing to do in the world of Temtem. And me as a Tiptim lover, I think at time I see this game doing better, I love it. And I always gonna every single update, I always play in 20 to 30 more hours into the game just to kind of see what it's like and just get a feel for it. And so far, I mean, the game still feels the same. There's no new main missions or anything to do. It's only competitive battling and kind of farming up pansons at the moment. So, but I still enjoy the set te- uh, off topic and just playing the game in general. So it's always a good time
1: yeah and for those of y'all that do think it's a pokemon clone how many times have y'all asked uh game freak to implement something for pokemon and they never listen to us so if y'all are fed up with game freak i would definitely recommend going check out temtem it's oh, a completely unique battling style compared to pokemon even if you're not fed up with game freak just go check it out it's true true it is if you like pokemon even better facts because it's an mmo you can play online with your friends Yep, like it doesn't get better than that
0: and the biggest thing for me is this actually presents a challenge it's not like those Pokemon games where I can play it with my eyes closed with one hand behind my back and still flow through everything with my one Pokemon you know it actually takes challenge it takes thinking it takes skill it takes strategy so in that regards I would highly recommend looking into it it's way more consistent than competitive Pokemon has ever been and I think it's just good overall it's a very solid game it fits its niche very well Help. moving on into our in terms of like updates and things that we're going to keep adding to the games no man's sky comeback no man's game of sky. 2020 in my opinion comeback game of 2019 even i can't because... speak on that i haven't i haven't touched
1: <laughs> it i didn't i haven't done anything with that game but i will say the updates they are introducing are very good and yes. If you were somebody who was into No Man's Sky upon initial release, got disappointed, this is definitely a good jumping back in point to the game. Absolutely.
0: They added, uh, uh, for step one, it was a complete graphics overhaul of the game, All and, but only at the high-end level. They completely upped all the high-end graphics of the game. So if you played the game on high settings, the game looks gorgeous. If you played the game on low settings, the game still so has low settings. <laughs> but uh, but on terms of the high-end stuff, they completely redid everything and made it look much, much better. So that's like the biggest part of the update, as well as them adding all new planets, all new world events like storms and things like this. And and another big thing is 32-player servers, which has been a thing on PC, but it's very new to consoles. And the most important thing, in my opinion, is it's a free update for everyone and it gives you the next gen version of the game
1: which is very crucial at this day and age especially with next gen being what two weeks away
0: yes sir so it is a very good update for a game for no man's guy in general and every time i see anything about this game it continually continually improves and that i love to see
1: oh absolutely that's always a big thing because it is it is not very often you get games that feature good updates that the community wants. Mm-hmm. Which, funny enough, ties right into our next game of Marvel's Adventures, <laughs> Which yes. has been doing better when it comes to their updates and fixing their game. But there are definitely some things the community is still asking for that... We actually recently just got a Q&A on topic of basically... They answered 10 questions the community's been asking the most, basically when's Kate Bishop coming out, when's the raid coming out, when are we getting just new content in general, Um, when are we getting PC support, because if y'all don't know the PC version of the game, if you have an NVIDIA graphics card, is actually not optimized, because I guess they never decided to think like, hey, we should release an NVIDIA graphics driver update with this game and their answers to all of those questions are we are currently working on other things before we can get to those so they're definitely still working on improving the quality of life and honestly from where the game started to where it's at now it plays a lot smoother it's just at this point players are wanting new content and they are not delivering on that as far as actual recent news with the game though so Crystal Dynamics has actually put the marketplace on a 50% discount, and they are, quote-unquote, permanently continuing that until further notice. So that's why I say, quote-unquote, because
0: I thought it, was dead on 29th.
1: it was supposed to, but they recently came out and said that they okay, are just okay. continuing it indefinitely until they give us the green light that it's going to switch back. Cool, cool. And with the marketplace discount, they actually repriced all of the emotes in the game. So if y'all want to look that up, I don't have the prices in front of me right now, but they all got knocked down, I want to say like two, 300 credits. That's huge. Oh yeah, no, it was very substantial. So definitely working on making it more affordable there.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, and It's more accessible to free to play players and things like that. That'd be really nice because that's one of the things that you were gypped on in the game is like that in-game currency that actually get things. So that's really good. I like I think Avena is headed in the right direction overall it's just going out a crawl
1: yeah no and it's at this point his patience is a virtue mm-hmm. and as somebody who's been keeping up with the game a lot, I truthfully believe either the week before Thanksgiving I want to say is when we're gonna get Kate because I want to say either Monday or Tuesday Crystal Dynamics posted on their Twitter an announcement, announcing a um, war table in november (laughs) which will then announce when kate and aim secret lab raid is coming out so they did a phenomenal job at announcing an announcement to an announcement love it (laughs) um but so yeah i think because we still have to get the raid before we get kate I don't think they're going to drop them hand in hand because based off everything I've seen with Crystal Dynamics they've specifically said that the Tachyon Rifts that are currently into the game play into the Aim Secret Labs raid, which then ties everything together for Cake's release. So I don't see them dropping both of those together.
0: See in my head it makes the most sense for them to come together. And I feel like that should be how it would be for and forward. Like, with every new character, you get a new raid.
1: Okay, well, I'm speaking realistically here. But if yes. you want my personal opinion, they need to drop the raid first week of November. And then at some point in November, when they drop Kate, they need to drop Clint as well.
0: I agree with that 100%. There's that's, no point in having two different Hawkeyes in the game.
1: That's what they should do.
0: Mm-hmm. There's no reason for you to have two different Hawkeyes but no sense.
1: if you look at the recent leaks shout out to our boy miller on twitter who the boy who goes through <laughs> and i don't know how he finds this stuff but i'm nice. grateful he does he's actually released the in-game model for hawkeye looks really weird to be a hundred percent honest with you then again he's just all like a peach color so like there's no actual coloring or anything to him it's just like his character model. outline and yeah yeah and is so it old he, school
0: hawkeye or no mask and everything?
1: No, it is not old school Hawkeye. He's like bald. He looks like me. That, good, 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 good. Yeah. I don't like old school Hawkeye either. Yeah. But yeah, so Hawkeye's model got leaked. Black Panther's full costume, well, okay, waist up, got released. On top of that, there's been leaks of a ping system already being implemented into the game. When that goes live, we do not know. And then we got okay. new. Um, character logos so i don't know what what these are actually going to be applied for because they are like just little avatar logos you know just square little rectangles and they They have one for each character yeah so it would be interesting to see what those are going to be implemented for but what i'm most hyped for is the pink system because if we can get a pink system that means we can get an emote wheel because only having (laughs) one emote attached to your character is garbage (laughs) i want to be able to do two emotes i want to be able to do four
0: Oh, snap. You asked it for a lot, you dog. You asked for a lot. Hey,
1: when I hit left on my D-pad and it pops up the emote wheel, I have four other buttons I can hit on top of that. That's four emotes mm-hmm. right there. True, 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 true.
0: But in terms of more things that the players want more, more opportunity for players to do things, Anthem. Anthem released the very first update on their 2.0 and hey, it, two
1: years it, in the making let's go
0: and we're here now it's a start we got our very first look at it and honestly me as an anthem fan um it looks like destiny
1: they a whole lot like they destiny. honestly so like if y'all pull up this news and y'all actually look at the graphic they actually show ui of like your character customization in destiny and then they compare it to anthem and it is similar it is the it exact is
0: identical. same it is straight up the same thing it mm-hmm. is mind-boggling because like you know when i first read it i was just like wow this is a really good update i like everything that's happening here but then you like look at it directly compare it and you're like oh it's the only thing i can that difference between like this and destiny is i i can't switch my classes on my like my subclass on the fly mm-hmm literally the only difference they're literally changing the things that made javelins unique into things that fit destiny character if that makes sense the only difference is I don't have armor pieces I just have gear pieces which I mean so, makes sense
1: because destiny is very much an aesthetic game whereas mm-hmm. anthem you're, you pick your javelin yeah and, and then yeah that's what you're rocking the whole time until you decide to go back to fort tarsus and change it so mm-hmm. it makes Man, sense it, there's not actual like cosmetic gear piece changes
0: Mm-hmm. And in fact, cause like, because the gear has no effect on Anthem, you know it's just pieces of armor that you have on. There's no reason for them to implement it as an effect in the gameplay. Mm-hmm. I am pretty sad to see components go. I did like the, the components mechanic. I thought they was pretty good and there was something that you was know, really unique. And they were replacing it with like mods and artifacts, which on paper sounds meh compared to the components and all the things that they could do. But again, if they think this is going to be the right direction, I can only have a hundred percent faith in what they're doing, especially because when I looked at it and the their breakdowns of it, it does sound enticing and gives you much more diversity than the components. did.
1: Yeah. My thing with the components is it got to a point where, well, first of all, you couldn't run more than one of the same component, which yeah. honestly, yeah, it, it, make, it makes sense. But once you figure out what works for your build, and the fact that you could have, I want to say you could have seven or eight of them attached to I one character, seven. yeah. Mm-hmm. It got to a point where you're running two or three that don't do anything or don't really complement your build. They might just buff just your primary weapon out. damage. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, like, components for me got just... they were too many options, and not in the sense that, like, there's all these so components you could down go down out and collect. No, it was just you could equip too many. It got mm-hmm. to the... Like, if they slim that down to, let's say, five and then specified really hard on what the components actually did for each unique javelin, that would have been a much better system than how they implemented it, in my opinion.
0: Because I feel like I'm in the minority as far as Anthem players when I found, I found my niche build. So I, and the fact that I'm in the niche when I say that is not good. You shouldn't have the small percentage of players being like, yeah, I get exactly what I want out of this. And the vast majority of you are like, this sucks, I can't get what I want out of this. That's not where you want to play your player race to be. It's like you get in a looter shooter game where it's about like, race to be. It's like that. Yeah. yeah, no,
1: so, absolutely there. And I mean, that just comes back to the horrible loot drops they implemented in that game. like So bad. I mean, everybody knows everything. the story of Anthem. That whole game was a hot mess, but I am definitely excited to see where 2.0 goes. I do hope Every- they keep the... Um, primers and what's the other detonators, the detonators combo yeah i like the combo i think that combo system is pretty unique
0: that's the main gameplay style of the game to get rid of that is completely changing the game and i don't and i don't see that as being as good a good thing at all you take what makes your game unique and you get rid of it what
1: made the that... game unique was the flying
0: <laughs> that, that's what made the I, game unique I enjoyed the combat of Anthem I just didn't like doing the same mission over and over Okay, over
1: okay. It. when <laughs> you saw gameplay And you saw the combos work With like the storm, for instance, when he's calling down his ultimate And then you saw the storm flying Which one looked more intriguing to you? The combo system <laughs> so, or the fly? <laughs> what
0: do you mean the combo system? The, the no, absolutely is the not game. It's a cool mechanic, yes But it's the combo but system which I, I promise you, everybody saw that flying
1: everywhere. And they were hooked they were hooked because of the flying. The rest of the game was an added benefit until release, and we got the hot mess it was.
0: Yeah, absolute shit storm. <laughs> hey, but it's it's, whatever.
1: So, it's you know, all good, though. You live and you learn. You and
0: you learn. Just like I Avengers, patience is learn. key with the game. But in our last topic of the night, um, AMD released their 6800 and
1: 6900. 6,
0: I was gonna just like six thousand series because I was like I. I what? Well, but yeah, 6, you get <laughs> the six thousand series graphics cards, and they kind of look good.
1: Yeah, as as somebody who didn't hop on the Nvidia hype train day one. Granted, there was actually a lot of mess talked about AMD after NVIDIA presented their 3000 series cards because NVIDIA was just straight silent. There was nothing from them. And they actually made a few tweets with like some shocked emojis towards NVIDIA when a few days after their release of the graphics cards. And so everybody was like, oh, God, AMD has nothing. And Mm -hmm. so for them to come out and present what they did, I think they really... They knocked a lot of the park. On paper, on paper, market.
0: yes, they took paper, over the market. On paper, it's a home run for sure. Being able to build an entire computer out of just AMD parts makes it so efficient, and that so efficient.
1: That is one thing I want to stress to y'all: is when y'all look at these graphs and compare the sixty-eight hundred to the twenty-eighty Ti, or is it just the twenty-eighty or the twenty-eighty Super Ti, the Ti. And then the 3,900 to the thirty ninety. Understand that if y'all actually watch the AMD live stream, they mention this once, only once, and very short, that if you have an AMD CPU, a 5,000 series CPU, the 6000 series graphics card, and the latest motherboard. I want to say it's Series 4. Don't quote series me on four. that. It's, it's series, series 4. four. Man, it's I watched series. this live stream once, and I remember <laughs> um, But, yeah, so series if you four. compare those three parts together, you are actually getting faster CPU and GPU clock speeds at a um, power Lower supply power. reduction. Yeah.
0: Which is insane concept.
1: And so... Yeah. The reason I mention that is because when you go back and look at the graphs, understand that that is probably what's at stake here. You got to understand there's shit's working at like perfection for them yes. to achieve those rates. So mm-hmm. when tech YouTubers and stuff do get those cards and you all like, you all start comparing that to what we saw on the graph. Understand that reviewers probably aren't going. Let me rephrase. They might
0: intentionally go away from building all AVD systems just because that's more realistic. Yeah,
1: exactly. So in order to get a more practicality test of the card, they're definitely going to run it on different CPUs that aren't what was recommended or probably used in the specs to get those graphs.
0: Mm-hmm. and then to be fair for most of these graphs even though the 6900 performance better it's almost in that five percent margin where it's like there could be a little bit of error here you never exactly know it could be having a good day could be having a low day it's it's still in that small percentage of error so like it's not like they're 100 percent boom this is better it's still a tiny difference
1: they should really tell us the specs of like the pc they're using when they run those benchmarks because I'd be curious like is that air cooled? Is that water cooled? What's the temperature mm-hmm. of the freaking room? like what's the mm-hmm. temperature? all of that How loud is it Yeah, exactly. all of that comes into effect when you're getting those when you're getting those benchmark scores. and on top of that as well, I' on the note of the 3900 XT when comp- 6900 Xt, sorry when comparing it to Nvidia's 3090, understand that is the card overclocked in what AMD calls a rage mode so yes. don't think that's base clocks that is rage mode overclocked so yeah that is mm-hmm. the best of the best you're getting from that
0: 6900. Yes. and again still so again it's spot that small five percent margin of error it's still in that smaller
1: and so. one more thing to notice looking at these graphs too is that is at 4k quality Yes. Most people aren't
0: that high. Most people aren't going to get that.
1: The average consumer is probably at 1080p, so you could actually push those frames higher, widening Mm -hmm. that margin for newer games because they're pretty neck-and-neck AMD and NVIDIA are when it comes to the older games like Tomb Raider and stuff like that. Yeah, when it comes to old games, both companies are
0: obvious. Like, this is the max performance we can get out of these old games, but in terms of new ones, we can still do more. So it's still very good to see from both companies. Either way, the market is competitive, and that's what I like to see because competitive market means lower prices,
1: And and I will take that. On that note, to the consumers, if you're somebody who isn't looking to hop on one of the bandwagons and get the newest graphics card right now, give it a year. And I know every everybody says this when it comes to buying PC parts, it's like, why would I get this one when in two years, I could get the 7000 series GPU? Yeah. The only reason I mention this is because I know for a fact Nvidia is going to release some type of super and or TI card. Don't know which one it'll be. I mean, I would personally expect it to be a 2080 TI. That's what I would expect because the 3090 is a workstation card.
0: Yes. And after so they get back in the market, they would have to take it over and before, they have to take over the market again. And they're going to do it. They're not going to do it now. There's no reason for them to do it now. They just flex their muscles, you know. Mm-hmm. just just got to wait and see how hard they got to flex next time. And I think the TI is next fall we're going to see a 3080 TI for sure. Absolutely. Now, my thing with that is, does AMD have a rebuttal for that, or is,
1: as, is far, there a chance? as far as their graphics card releases go, they haven't been as stingy as nvidia has with releasing updated versions of their graphics cards at least from what i've noticed i could be wrong in that but from what i've seen so far they haven't came back and done like a super ti version of their graphics cards what they're releasing is what they're releasing
0: yes so another another thing of note and how i look at it 1080ti or higher you were fine chilling for the moment you, there's no reason for you to go up in games, there's no reason for you to be concerned about, oh man, can I still perform or anything like that, your 1080 Ti will get you through for the next, at least two years. And then you can think about upgrading that, by that point, we'll have TIs and supers and other so. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So and another note to to upgrade for your graphics card right now, and you're waiting for the tech YouTubers to do their AMD reviews, comparing it to thirty nineties or whatever. Even if the specs at base rates, let's say you're somebody who doesn't want to overclock, because let's be real, the average consumer isn't gonna mess with that. Mm-hmm. Still, consider the price to performance you're paying for that new graphics card. So you yeah. could get the thirty ninety if you want to be the person who gets the latest and greatest. And pay $1,500, or you could get the 6,900 that performs, potentially performs, I should say, just as good, if not a little better on paper, Mm -hmm. as Sightsee said, and save yourself $500. Thanks. And I don't
0: know about you, $500 does
1: me pretty well. Hey, that $500 could be used to get you that latest 5000 series CPU. That way, you can have the th- tag team combo. That may be the thing that boosts your six thousand nine hundred above a thirty ninety.
0: yeah all, all things to consider.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I, I, and either way, it's good to see a competitive market again. Absolutely good to see competitive. There, there is no one out there. There's, there's no guaranteed winner at the moment, and that's what I like to see. And that's what I like to see. And with the release of the 30, of the six thousand eight hundred being three weeks away. We are sure to get those reviews very soon, and then the release of the 6900 is five weeks away. So they're both right around the corner.
1: And as far as I've seen, there's no pre-order news as of yet. Yes, I was not able to find. Yeah, news. I haven't checked anything on it. And so, truth be told, if AMD can launch the graphics card, sm- honestly, not even smooth, just better than how NVIDIA handled it. That's a win, another win for AMD in my book, because there are still people trying to get thirty-seven, the three thousand series cards. To this day, to this day, like they they are outside <laughs> before the hours before stores open, waiting in line right. for a chance to get a batch that they got for that week. Like it is absurd the lengths y'all go to to get new graphics cards, and I respect it. I'm not even gonna front. I respect, I respect it. it. I have. I wanna say I have patience, but really it's just I don't want to put forth that much effort. So I'm gonna call that patience, but
0: you call yeah, it what you want. You can do whatever you want over there. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the end of the very first episode of the Gaming reassembled podcast. As always, I am your host,
1: Sise, along with my co-host, Super Saiyan Ginger. And I just want to say thank you all for tuning in. Y'all can catch this podcast on both Spotify and Apple Music. And we'll also be posting a live show version over on YouTube as well. So definitely go ahead, check that out. And with that, we'll see y'all next week.